what's going on? Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Real Talk Real Estate Season 2, Episode 8. It's been a couple weeks since we've gone live. I've uh, had some things going on that have kind of kept us from being able to get on here and do this show, uh, but obviously wanted to get back to it and get things going and talk about different things to let you know what's really happening in the real estate market. Uh, as you can see, I'm flying solo today. Uh, Greg is actually on his way to Indianapolis to go see a Justin Timberlake concert, so let's uh, hope he has safe travels. Uh, and everything goes well for him. So I uh, apologize, I'm a little bit behind the time today. We've had a couple technical difficulties, been on the phone taking care of some other things, but uh, that's real estate for you. Like I said, real talk, real estate means the reality behind real estate and the reality is sometimes things happen and come up and we just gotta adapt and adjust and move forward accordingly. So um, today, the topic of conversation is, let's talk contingencies. Uh, if you watch HGTV or other shows like Love to Listen or anything else that's going on with the real estate market, a lot of people want to talk all the time about, hey, if we want to make an offer on this property, what can we do to make it a contingent offer? And the first thing I want to say is that that's kind of a misnomer about a contingent offer because technically every single purchase agreement, every single contract that I write for a buyer has some form of contingency in it. Uh, the entirety of the purchase agreement is about an eight-page document, and it goes through multiple different contingencies of the contract, whether that's a financing contingency if they're getting a mortgage, if that's an appraisal contingency, whether they're financing or paying cash for the home, or inspection contingency saying, hey, this home is contingent upon having and agreeing to an inspection process where we are able to negotiate different terms. So pretty much every single offer that is negotiated has some form of contingency included in that. And that's what is called the pending period uh, or the due diligence period if you're going through like commercial real estate or things of that nature. So just thinking of, hey, I wanna make a contingent offer, a lot of people don't really understand the specifics of what that means. So everything could be considered a contingency. But today, the big thing that I wanna talk about is the type of contingency that is, hey, I wanna buy your home, but it's contingent upon me selling my home first and really in this market that's something that happens pretty commonly there's a lot of people who are putting offers on homes that have to sell their home first to be able to buy or want to sell their home first to be able to buy and there's a key differentiating factor there that i'll talk about here in a little bit um, there are actually two different kinds of contingent offers in our marketplace and that may throw a lot of people for a loop they may just think oh hey i just make a contingent offer uh, but actually there's two different forms that are utilized and there are specific forms. And those two different kinds are a limited purchase contingency and a first right purchase contingency. For the most part, that means basically the same thing. I'm gonna negotiate a deal with the seller. I'm gonna get, get an agreed upon sales price, uh, closing time frame, all of these different details to say, this is the deal that I will go through with once I get my home sold. Uh, we will negotiate whether or not you're gonna have home inspections, whether there's gonna be an appraisal, whether or not everything else that would be in a typical purchase agreement is going to be handled the same way. All of that is done the same. The biggest difference there is whether or not the closing of that property is gonna be contingent on selling another property first. So I'm gonna start off first with a limited purchase contingency. Uh, in a limited purchase contingency, I'm gonna negotiate a deal. Let's say I'm buying a house. I'm gonna negotiate a deal, get it all done. Everything else is gonna be acceptable. I'm gonna deposit earnest money just like I would on any other offer, but that seller still has the option, the right, and the ability to keep their home on the market, market it as for sale to the general public, and to make sure 
that it is still available to any other buyer who wants to see that home. And that's a big thing that most people don't realize. Whether that's a limited contingency or a first right contingency, as a matter of fact, that subject property is going to remain on the market and available to other buyers to look at that home all the time. So even though you've got the terms negotiated, everything's acceptable, everything's good to go, there may still be the possibility that somebody else can come in and make an offer on that home. Now, specifically with a limited contingency, that's typically going to be utilized when, hey, I absolutely have to sell my house first before I'm able to purchase yours. Maybe your, my pre-approval is contingent upon me making sure that the home I currently own is gone and off my plate, off my debt, before I'm able to actually move forward with the financing for your home. In that case, that seller has the option to go and negotiate any other deal and accept any other offer without even notifying you that they plan to do so. In that case, if they do accept that other offer, they will move forward in the pending phase on that transaction. And at that point in time, they can release your contract, return your earnest money, no penalty, no harm, no foul, but they are able to go ahead and move forward with a purchase with somebody else. Now, how do I keep that from happening? I can hear a lot of people saying that so already. Unfortunately, if you're a limited contingency buyer, there's really not a great way to make that happen other than make sure when you negotiate a deal, you negotiate that deal the absolutely best offer that you can possibly make with the highest price, the lowest concessions, and no other major contingencies put in place that are potential red flags for that seller. Maybe if you're paying paying cash, but that cash is coming from a sale of another home, you say, hey, you know what, I'll never have the house appraised. Or maybe if you're in a position where it's brand new construction or something else is going on, that maybe potentially you can waive inspections. Not saying that's always gonna be an option, but anything you can do to make yourself stand out against any other competing offers that may come in is gonna be your best bet. The second thing you can possibly do is, if you don't have to sell your home first, but you really, really would like to, you can put in what's known as a first right contingency, which basically has everything else exactly the same as that limited contingency, except you negotiate a time period after the seller would receive and accept another offer that they have to come back to you and say, hey, we have an acceptable offer at this point in time that we are, have already said we will take. You have whatever it is, but it could be 24, it could be 36, it could be 48 hours. You negotiate that on the front end that you have to decide, you know what, I'll go ahead, I'll remove my contingency and move forward with purchasing your home right now. Or, hey, unfortunately, I'm just not comfortable with that at this point in time. I've decided I'm gonna go ahead and I'll let you move forward with that other offer. Um, that's the big difference there. That's the only time you have that option is if you negotiate and reserve that first right contingency. And yet again, I will state that only can be negotiated if you are capable of buying that home without selling your home first. It cannot be contingent upon the financing without you owning two homes at the same time. Now, that's the buyer side. Those are the two different contingencies that are uh, available that can be utilized. A lot of misconceptions about how those are used. They're not really understood. So I wanted to clear the air on that. Now on the flip side, as a seller, how do you know what's the best option to, to accept? How do you know what's gonna be the best thing that you can do to make sure that your interests are protected? Well, first off, like I said, if you're in a position where the other person can't buy that home and they're trying to write it as a first right contingency, your agent should catch that and be like, hey, look, no, this is not acceptable. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna hold that first right. They can't exercise it anyways at any point in time, so we're not gonna be able to tie that up. Let's go with that limited purchase contingency. Now on the flip side on that as well, our regulations in RMLS state that whatever contingency you have accepted has to be disclosed to all other buyers. Uh, as a seller, I tell my listing, or my sellers all the time as a listing agent, 
hey, we definitely do not want to accept at any point in time a first right contingency in the market that we're in. Doesn't matter if they're in a position where they can move forward uh, without selling first. Uh, you may not want to accept that because a lot of times other other agents who are working with buyers, they may see that disclosure and say, hey, you know what, there's a first right contingency on there. Even if we get this deal worked out, we've got the price accepted, everything's good to go. There's somebody else who could come and swoop in and still take that deal out from under you because they've got that first right contingency and a lot of other buyer's agents just won't show the property. So as a listing agent, I tell my seller, probably not necessarily the greatest idea. If we're getting a ton of activity, we're getting a lot of showings, we've got all kinds of action, kind of keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, also with a limited purchase contingency, not a huge fan of the fact that we have to disclose it because sometimes people can say that it can dis discourage other buyers from looking at it or other agents from showing it because they may not understand the difference between a limited and a first right contingency. But I'd rather have that limited contingency in place because it can also make sure that if somebody else comes in and they're still willing to look at the property, still willing to make an offer, they know that there's something that's already agreeable and acceptable on the table, so they're probably not gonna come in and lowball you. So that can help out the seller uh, in that instance as well. So uh, just a couple things I wanted to talk about. As I said, both of these are different forms that are included with a purchase agreement. So if you're ever thinking, hey, I just wanna make this offer, I just wanna make a contingent offer, there's a lot more detail that goes into it than people realize. I hear that term tossed around all the time on different shows, uh, tossed around from buyers and who have said to me plenty of times, hey, I'll just make a contingent offer, uh, we'll get the deal done and everything's good. Um, unfortunately, that's just not the case. There's a lot of details, a lot of facts, and a lot of figures that go into making sure that you are offering A, the right type of contingency, and B, you're protecting your interests the best possible way that you can. Um, as always, I'm always interested in knowing what you guys think or if you have any questions or any comments or any experiences you may have had with utilizing these contingencies in your own personal life. So let me know in the comments down below any questions you might have or any information that you could share with your personal experience. Uh, as I said, Greg is on the road today, uh, traveling up to Indy, so keep him in your thoughts. Make sure that he gets there and back safely. Uh, in the meantime, if you have any ideas on different topics that you'd like to hear about here on Real Talk Real Estate, you can let me know in the comments. You can send me a message here on the page, or you can give me a shout at 812-779-6273. Hope you guys enjoy this information. We will be back live next Tuesday, hopefully the both of us, uh, ready to go with Real Talk Real Estate. Hope you guys have a great day.